0: Let's turn to Genesis and there there are so many different directions and we're going to handle this a little bit more like a Bible study today, kind of going back to the beginning and we'll see what God wants, but, but I think we're going to just learn a little bit about who we are in Christ and what we have and we see... Clear back in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Now notice that it was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. So something happened there. And, you know, it's neither here nor there. It doesn't have to do with your faith, that type of thing. But we can get something there. I, I think there, like... Brother Charles Caps said, I think there was a pre-Adamic race there. And anyway, so God came back on the scene, and the, the scene, he was restoring the earth. And he said, let there be light. Yes. Let there be light. Yeah. And notice that there's a restoration process that goes on in us. But let's find out what we had in Christ, first of all. Uh, and you say, what do you mean in Christ? That was Adam and Eve. Well, really, what we have in Christ, they had back then but then they lost it because of yielding to sin. And let's go to verse 26, 126. God said, let us make man in our image. And we know that was Adam and Eve, right? We were made in God's image. How were we made in God's image? Did we look like him? Well, yes, but we were made in his image. And, And notice that according to his likeness, And he said, let them have dominion. So notice something. We were made in his image. We're made in his likeness. So therefore, we could do like he did? Well, are you trying to say you're God? I'm trying to say that he gave us tools. And let's see what that was. In order to have dominion, in other words, in order, and I really believe, and again, I, I studied some after uh, Reverend Charles Caps, and he talks about this. I believe that Adam uh, was able to take care of the garden through his words. That's right. yeah. That's right. I'm not saying he never did anything with his hands, but he didn't have to live by the sweat of his brow, right. did he? Well, anyway, in verse Chapter 2, verse 7, notice here, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. So he formed man of the dust of the ground, so it had to do with another substance, dirt. And that's not really a creation, is it? That's not a creation because we're formed from something else. This is what the creation was. He breathed life, or he breathed into, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. He breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. And that's the very fullness of God. And man became a living living being. I said man became a living being. It says in Ezekiel 36, and you can just write this down if you'd like, Ezekiel 36, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Notice, Adam had lost the life of God, therefore uh, their spirit became a stony spirit. In other words, they didn't have life. They didn't have the light of God, which is synonymous terms with the Holy Spirit. Uh, They didn't have that development inside of their spirit man to help them to walk like God needed them to walk, to do like God, to walk like God, to speak like God, because we are his children. How many of you have the DNA of your mom and dad? Mm -hmm. Well, we have the DNA of our Heavenly Father, and we can walk and talk and speak like him. Why? In order to perform his will on this earth. But man lost the ability to do that through sin, and that's what Ezekiel's talking about there. He lost the ability to have dominion, and we should understand something uh, before I go too far. Let me read this: First Corinthians fifteen 22. 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-two. For as Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Adam and Eve would have lived forever. I'm getting a little bit of echo going on here. Uh, they would have lived, lived forever, but God kept them from eating from that tree of the knowledge of good, and well, the tree of life is what I meant to say. They ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and therefore they sinned, because God told them, "Don't eat of that tree." But they could have eaten of the tree of life, and they did not eat of that tree, and they would have lived. In, they would have lived forever, and I really believe they would have had the ability to continue to to use that life and. Uh, function on this earth as God intended them to function. But they didn't. They ate of the wrong tree. Therefore, God had to keep them, put them out of the garden, and keep them from getting to the tree of life, or they would have lived forever in their sin. Understand? Well, Pastor Debbie, I've, I've sinned. Yes, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But in Christ, in this new era of grace through faith. We have the ability to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and then what the Spirit of Christ comes to live inside of us. That life is once again breathed into us. Now, we had a remnant or we wouldn't be able to live. Man wouldn't be able to live, but in his spirit, man, he no longer had the ability, the life that helped him to have dominion. And again, In chapter 2, verse 7, we'll go on there. Chapter 2, verse 7 in Genesis, I'm going back. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So at the new birth, that spirit is breathed into us, and we become new creatures in Christ. I said we become new creatures in Christ. And we'll read another scripture there along. Let me see. In 1 Corinthians 15, 45, thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living This is in the Amplified, actually. uh, Became a living being, an individual personality. The last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. Did you know you've been restored? Well, you may not see that. In other words, you haven't seen the completeness of that. But in Christ, he sees us complete. Amen. He who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it, to furnish it, to accomplish it. What is he accomplishing? What Adam originally had. And God saw in you what he saw in his son and his daughter, Adam and Eve. And he sees that in you today. And you have a treasure inside of you. And that needs to become complete. How do we do that? Through dominion. And dominion isn't difficult. You see, it's the enemy that tries to bring confusion into our lives that, that you know, Pastor Debbie, I've missed it, and, and, I, and I've done wrong. And, I, and, and the, because man fell, he, he began to know the difference between good and evil. And how many know that he gravitated towards evil? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because he did not have the life of God in him in order to keep him from doing evil any longer. So you have now been restored to fellowship. We participate. Fellowship means to, to participate with the Holy Spirit. But he lives inside of us. And that spirit gives us dominion in order to walk in God's ways. In order to become complete, that treasure in you is Christ, the hope of glory. So you have a hope. I just encourage you to get your mouth straightened out with that. Start talking about who you are in Christ. Well, Pastor W, I wasn't very nice to my wife today. I wasn't very nice to my husband. I, you know, I, 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 I have a hard time getting to church. I, I just, you know what? We're going to see individuals come into this church, and they're, they're not going to be perfect, and that includes me. But, but that's what we're striving to go towards, perfection in Christ. And we're going to see a lot of individuals come in and just get all excited and then get distracted, but then others will stay and they'll stick like you. And we will grow. You don't have to look around. Well, shouldn't we have more people? We, We just started, you know, the church. But we're going to grow. You understand? And the nature of man who has been dead and then Maybe they are born again, but they don't understand I've got dominion. I've got, you know, there, there are things that I have. This is an all-inclusive uh, walk of faith that God has given me dominion to walk in healing. He's given me dominion to walk in financial prosperity. He's given me dominion to, to speak over circumstances. Not to be weird and go, you know, try to change the color of a tree or something like that, but to use it for our salvation because we've all been given the measure of faith. Or not, you know, I believe God for 100 million oil wells. or what? You know, what does that have to do with your walk of faith? I'm just saying, you don't even need that many, okay? Now, but prosperity, he, he gives us the desires of our hearts, and he gives us the ability to plant seeds... Into the ground, like tithe, and, you know, actually the tithe isn't a seed. The tithe is the first 10%. But then, and that opens the doors. Really, the, the doors are open unto us. Back in the Old Testament, the doors were closed. What do you mean? Well, man no longer had dominion over his financial seed over his tithe or over his seed. He no longer could speak over it and see the blessing of God, although he did give. He did tithe. He did give. But God was the one that had to speak for man because man no longer had the ability through his words to speak dominion over the garden. Man lived by the sweat of his brow. Well, we still sweat today. You understand that. (laughs) But we have the life of God in us. And what could we do with our garden today Mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about our spiritual garden I'm talking about even our natural gardens I'm talking about our jobs I'm talking about our families if we would get this mouth turned over to God's blessings God gave us a natural world to live in so he expects us to do natural things but there's a spiritual side of it my friend and God gave us dominion to walk like he saw you walk from the beginning he saw you complete. He saw the treasure. He put that treasure in you to do and to fulfill and, and to be all that he has called you to be from the foundation of this earth. Amen. And when you start seeing that, when you, when, when you start seeing it, and, and, and then that faith rises in your heart and that belief comes as you act on that through saying. Yeah. Now, you could just start saying it ahead of time. Get the scriptures out and just start saying them, even though maybe you don't understand what... I don't understand about healing God. Just start meditating on the word and let that light shine on you. Let that revelation come to you. We start out with knowledge, the knowledge of God's word, and then as we speak that word, really that's a confession of meditation, right? Just like Joshua, he said, meditate observe to do in other words look at it for your very intention to do what it says but before you do it start believing it and light will come as you start believing the word of god so understand that from the beginning of time god said we're back to that aren't we genesis 1 1 god said let there be and that word be means uh to come to pass let it come to pass God's saying, let it be in your life. Let everything come to completeness that I have put in you. Let the restoration come to you, just like that restoration needed to come to the earth. Let that restoration come to your life by speaking. And there are times I I get discouraged with myself. Anybody else? I mean, again, man's nature is to look at what he's done wrong. I'm talking about his, his old man nature, really. And the new nature is talking about what God has done right in us. Amen. Therefore, we can do right. He has done right. He has completed us. He sees us walking in healing and health and prosperity. He sees us strong. I don't feel so strong, and i got pain in my body. Uh, The more that you focus on that, and the more that you, uh, the more you focus on it, the more you meditate on that, the more you come to believe it, the more you talk about it, and and then it it just keeps manifesting, and it's, yeah, it's just a slippery slope. But if you'll sit, you know, sometimes I've sat there, and there are times when I just want to, oh God, I'm so sorry, you know, I've done this wrong, I've done this wrong. You understand, I haven't robbed any banks in that, but hey. (laughs) Sin is sin, right? Distraction is distraction. And sometimes you want to sit there and and it's like, you just want to recite everything you've done wrong. Really what God wants us to do is start meditating on what he's done right. What he's done right through us, and that's where righteousness comes in. I said that's where righteousness comes in. So I can sit there and talk about what I've done wrong, but then I'm talking about death, not life. What did that scripture say? Thus it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, an individual personality. The last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit, restoring death to life. Amen? Well, praise God. I'm glad you're all excited about that. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5. So we said all that to come into the light of the New Testament here. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. And it says in verse 17 there, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That means he's a new creature. Old things, that old man, remember that old nature, have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The only thing is the flesh, we, if we look back into our past, or if we're looking at the body of what we feel, we're not dominated by our spirit man. And our spirit man, who is basically, we, we describe as a center of our being, right? The Holy Spirit came to live in our human spirit, our heart. That's our new nature. But how many know you all have flesh? You can pinch your neighbor and figure that out, right? Don't pinch him real hard. Azariah, don't pinch your sister. <laughs> uh, anyway, but... If we're dominated by our flesh, then we're not allowing the new nature of Christ to dominate our flesh. And the new nature of Christ will also dominate your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. There was a time in my life, even in ministry, that... I remembered some things, some, some horrific things that happened back in my childhood that I won't go into all that. I don't think it's necessary right now. Sometimes I share in counseling and what have you, especially with uh, uh, abuse victims and things like that, some things that happened to me as a young girl, uh, but God brought me out of that, God. and I found out that I was a new creature in Christ, but in the midst of ministry, I realized that some things that the enemy brought back to my mind, which really was from the old nature, and, and it was as if I was back in that place again. Some triggers, you understand? The, these type of things, and it was a new level of faith that I had to realize, look, you've got to take authority over the devil bringing those thoughts to you, over those feelings. See, that's the flesh. That's the old man. Yeah, but That that really happened? Yes, I know. It really happened to me, too. But we have to allow our spirit to dominate, and we tell our body, hey, settle down. Our emotions, settle down. I'm not yielding to oppression. I'm not going to sit here and be depressed tonight. There are times, you know, and sometimes it's just a matter of not getting enough sleep. Sometimes it's a matter of uh, <laughs> just thinking on the wrong things and, and what happens in, in your mind if you're thinking on the wrong things. You can allow the enemy to get in there with thoughts and, and then feelings and triggers, and, and you can just have a full-blown pity party. You can have full-blown oppression. And I don't want to put you down because I went through a time in my life that uh, you know I wouldn't want anybody to have to deal with that. And it was a, a wonderful friend of mine who helped Get me out of that and reminded me who I was in Christ and reminded me all the things that I had been preaching and teaching myself. And not to go by my feelings and not to go by my past, but go by the new nature. You see, it was a new level of faith for me that I had to draw inward and say, Look, God, I'm not going to yield to this oppression. I'm not going to yield to the thoughts. I'm not going to yield to the feelings. I mean, some of those things will, it can even affect marriages. Right, true. And excuse the terminology, but they can affect the marriage bed and everything else, and they can affect your thoughts. Yes. But there's a time and a place where you're going to have to put that down by faith and stop looking back and start looking forward. Yes. And the light will come at the end of the tunnel. Have yes. they ever told you that? Yeah, like things. I just don't feel like it. I understand, but you've got to stop walking by feelings, and we've got to start using the new nature. Clear back in Genesis 2-7 when God breathed into Adam. He saw that man was going to sin. He saw what we were going to deal with as, as a result of that, but that's why he provided Christ. Amen. I said, that's why he provided Christ. And he breathed new life into each one of us when we said, Lord, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Amen. We have the ability to say no to sin, my friend. We have the ability to say no to oppression. We have the ability to say no to sickness and disease that tries to come and ravage our bodies. We have the ability in pande, resto, gente, brindo, Esoka vestede, and the light is here, and all you have to do is say, Father, I receive that light, and it's the life of God, the combaste, that comes and gives me strength in Him. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. So the devil has said, I'm gonna come and take you out, but as you speak the word of God as that revelation light comes and dawns on your spirit and you start speaking out of your spirit revelation, you can master what the enemy came to bring damage in your life. You can master. You can become skillful. Sometimes God uses me in that. Sometimes I'll just be preaching along and I just kind of lose my, and, and go into a tongue interpretation. Well, that's weird. Well, I'm just trying to let you know that it is, it's, uh, uh, one of the gifts of the Spirit, tongues and interpretation of tongues. And there may be a, a times that, I and, and basically, I just give you the interpretation of it. So what's so weird about that? It's the same thing as preaching by inspiration. Praise the Lord. All right, moving right along. So what is God saying? The light is dawning on your spirit as I'm preaching. Teaching. Light is dawning on you. How many of you, if somebody came into the room... And they said, hey, I need to go get some milk. I'm going to go to the store. And so, oh, okay, great. And then someone else comes in and say, hey, where'd John go? And you say, oh, I saw, I saw that they went to the store. You saw them go down, to, down the street. Well, I didn't physically see them, but I know they went. You see, revelation is not just a knowledge, but it's a scene. It's a, and then you believe it. You really believe John went to the store. Right. Why? Because he said so. What does God's word say? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So we've got to start seeing ourselves in the light of how God sees us. Amen? Amen. Tell your neighbor, I see myself like God sees me. As a new creation, and that means that we're going to have to, to leave the thoughts behind, leave the feelings behind, leave the oppression that we've dealt with behind, and start looking forward. And just there are times you are going to have to take your flesh by the nap of the neck and say, I'm not going to speak to my wife that way anymore. I'm not going to speak to my husband that way anymore. I'm not going to speak to my parents that way anymore. I'm not going to speak to my boss that way anymore. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting under control. I'm coming to, you know, this is the choir I'm talking to, but just in general, I'm coming to church, I'm being faithful. I'm leaving the past behind. What I did not do in the past does not dictate to me my future. My friend, you can do all things through Christ who what? Strengthens you. In other words, it's the strength of God that helps you to be complete in Christ. Now, it's not the strength of God that makes you righteous, because how many know you're already righteous? Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Right.
0: God. You're already righteous. Yes. Well, I want to learn more about that, Pastor Debbie. Okay. My iP- iPad will go to the right place. We'll go to a scripture here. Uh, let's read that in the Amplified 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ the Messiah... He is a new creation, a new creature altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. So I'm going to go on down to verse 21. And it says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so it's called the great exchange, that we might become what? the righteousness of God in him. In other words, that we might have right standing. Every person in this room has been made righteous by the blood of Christ. We have been restored. We have that life. We have that breath has been breathed back into us and our nature now, that stony nature that Ezekiel was talking about becomes a new creature in Christ. We are righteous. But how many know that righteousness and righteous acts are two different things? So we call one righteous because that's who I am. It's kind of like a Ford that goes into the garage. You park it in the garage. Parking it in the garage, it's still a Ford. But is it driving? No. 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 What do you have to do? You Got to get in? Got to put the key in the ignition? You got to turn it on? Pull it out? Drive it to the Walmart if you want to go to Walmart? So, righteous acts are two different things. Righteous acts are actually living out your righteousness. Yes. And how do you do that? You've got to start with knowledge. That's right. What does His Word say? Mm-hmm. Who are you in Christ? His Word talks about you being the healed of the Lord. His Word talks about you being the prospered of the Lord. His Word talks to, uh, about being forgiven every day. If I miss it, if I sin, with my mouth or with my actions, I can go to God and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I can allow condemnation to keep me back, and that is living uh, from the control of my flesh or the thoughts of my soul. Yep. Right. Yep. I can allow that, or I can just say, Father, I accept it. Yeah. Yeah. And even when the feelings come that you're not, that you're not forgiven, yeah. you say, "No, nope, I'm forgiven, I'm yeah. just moving on. Yeah. Just moving on. Amen. Even when the feelings come of sickness and disease. No. Nope. I told my body that it's healed and whole. I received, I believe that I received healing and health. How did you do that? Well, let's go to Mark 11:22. 22. Mm-hmm. Have the faith of God or have the God kind of faith. For whoever says to this mountain, be thou taken up into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that he has what he says. Therefore, if you come to me with prayer, ask. So whether you just say to symptoms of sickness and disease, hey, in Jesus' name, get out of here. Did you know you can do that? Or whether you just go to the Father in in, in Jesus' name and say, Father, I I believe that I receive. I ask you to heal my body. I believe that I receive it. Revelation has to dawn on you. In either case, the revelation that you've already been made healed, the revelation that you've already been forgiven, the revelation that you've already been prospered. But we're going to go someplace here. And because sometimes this is misunderstood, so I want to go someplace as I'm led to. And we will talk a little bit. First, John 14, verse 12. John 14, verse 12. You may want to write that down so that you can just look at it. And it says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do. Because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father... See, he's talking about what you would have in Christ when he was gone. All right? Verse 13, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now that word ask means to ask, call for, or require, and you've got to look at the, uh, uh, what meaning that has in each scripture. Does it mean ask, call for, or require? Well, in this one, he's actually saying uh and whatever you ask in my name that i will do that the father may be glorified in the son if you ask anything in my name i will do it in other words he's saying if you call if you require it in my name i'm going to do it but then we go to john 16 john 16:23. 16, we'll go back to that scripture we'll give you light uh, John 16:23, and in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give you. So, one's talking about uh, what we just say in Jesus' name. It's not actually saying ask Jesus; it's saying call or require in Jesus' name. In John 14:12, but in John 16:23, it's actually going to the Father in prayer. Why? Because Jesus is no longer here. But it's the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you, the Spirit of Christ, you understand. And we use the name of Jesus. So you can either call or you can ask. Yeah. Yeah. Ask, call for, or require it. But calling requires us to understand healing is already yours. Right. Why? Because you're righteous. That yes. you might be sitting in that garage and nothing happening. You got to drive this car. Yes. Right. Just like if you live in a house, uh, it's yours. What if the banker called you up and say, "Hey, your aunt left you a house. Oh, please, Mr. Banker, please let that be mine. You don't have to beg for it. It's yours already. Maybe it's been sitting there for five years and you didn't know about it. It's still yours." Yeah. See, a lot of people don't understand that they are already the healed of the Lord. Why am I saying that? Because, yes, you can ask the Father for healing, but why do you ask for it? It's already yours. yours. If you get light, just start saying, it's mine. It's mine. And start driving that healing car. Tell your body, hey, you better line up today. Tell those symptoms in your body, you better line up. Get out of here, in Jesus' name. Satan, get your hands off of me. Now, if you go to the Father, in Jesus' name, say, Father, I just ask you to to minister to my body. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. But you've got to get a revelation that whether you are requiring it or saying to that mountain, Mm -hmm. get out of here, be taken up, Uh, or you're just asking the Father, you still believe that you receive it. Do you understand that? Because it's already yours. And when you find out what you have in Christ... Then you've got to do something with it. You've got to drive it, so to speak. Yes. Yes. You've got to start walking it out. Yes. Do you need healing today? Do you need changes in your financial arena? I think everybody could use some change. Find out what you have in Christ. Yes. And then start walking it out. Start driving that car. Yes. Well, how do I do that? First of all, just get into the scriptures that promise you prosperity. Go to 2 Corinthians you know, 8. Go to, you know, what did. Miss Maya share. We're going to be sharing on different things during the offerings. And, and listen and take notes. I mean, get good books along that line. Uh, of course, Brother Copeland is wonderful along that line. Pastor Nancy has uh, some, inform- uh, some books along that line. What is a book that Pastor Nancy has? I Have a Supply. Yes, that's, that's what. Uh, Grace to be Rich. Yes. Is that back there? Grace to be Rich is a wonderful book. Um, and the grace to be rich, it really talks about that whole empowerment to prosper. Why? Because in Christ now, you see, Adam was empowered to prosper. But now we are in Christ again. He was in Christ because the Holy Ghost lived inside of him. It was the Word who, who became flesh. And so the Word was back in the beginning. So God, the Father, uh, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit was breathed into Adam. Yes. Adam. Okay, so don't get caught up on that. So, yes, Jesus was not Adam. <laughs> I'm just saying. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus came to earth, and Jesus was a manifestation of the Godhead, the Word of God. And that Word lives inside of you. Well, then why do we have to read the Word, Pastor Debbie? Well, you've got to get revelation. Yes. I said, you've got to get revelation. And faith rises in your heart. That faith that's already there inherent in that life that's inside of you will rise when revelation comes. So you've got to go to the scriptures that promise you healing and health and prosperity, forgiveness. I mean, the original sin was just not receiving Jesus. But I'm talking about, you don't have to come back and receive Jesus every day, do you? If, if you've received him once, and you believe in the death, burial, and resurrection, then you are a new creation in Christ. But I'm talking about every day. If you, if you fall, you miss it, you know it was a sin. I'm not just talking about getting distracted, but that could become a sin, right? If you sin, don't be sin consciousness, but if you do, make it right. Make it right. And we have forgiveness in him. And that's part of our redemptive right and privilege in Christ. Well, praise the Lord. Are you excited? That was just a little bit of side journey there. But let's, let's move on here, and let's go to Philippians 1. Philippians 1, verse 3. Actually, we'll, yeah, let's start in verse 3, Philippians 1, 3. I thank my God upon every me- remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. And that's how we feel, Pastor Jay and I. And we thank God for every re- remembrance of you, and we pray for you throughout the week. Yeah. And, and, and we pray for people that Christ would be formed in them. In other words, that have taken that step and received Jesus Christ, but they need to learn to walk in it. Right. So, so all of us are learning to walk out these blessings, aren't we? So we're praying for you. In every remembrance of you, we're praying for you. And Sometimes God will show us things. He's not, don't worry. Uh, I don't see what, you, what you're doing in your living room every day or, or whatever. Don't be afraid. I mean, I can't promise you that I'm not going to have revelation of something that God's going to show me, right. so I would just say, live clean, live right, <laughs> you know, but, but don't be afraid of that, because everybody in here has done something wrong, yeah, right. All, true. all right, so if God shows me anything, I'm sure, I'm sure not going to be condemning you, I'm going to pray for you, all right, I'm just saying that, so don't be afraid about that. Moving right along. God doesn't give anybody, he doesn't show anything about someone else to go blab it all around and act like we're better than someone else. All right, that was all free. Verse 4, always in every prayer of my making request for you all with joy. So it's a joy when we read, when we think about y'all. Verse 5, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. And that word fellowship means participation. So for your participation in the gospel. So when we think about you and it's joyful and we're praying for you and that that you would see uh, that participation, that you would see God's plan and will and purpose for your life. And verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. And what does that word complete mean? Well, we've talked about that a little bit, but there it means to accomplish, to finish, performance, to bring to an end, to perfect, to execute, to take upon one's, uh, make an end. See, God's completing things in you, and you've got to see it. I said, you've got to see yourself complete in his plan, and your purpose. Well, I don't know what his plan and purpose is. Start saying, thank you, Lord, I know all things. Thank you, Lord, I have an unction from the Holy One, and I know all things. I have an unction from the Holy One, and I know all things. I have an unction from the Holy One, and I know all things. things. I'm led by the Spirit of God. These are based on scriptures here. I'm led by the Spirit of God. Amen? He's not going to leave you in the dark, my friend. And with restoration, light comes. So with restoration, he's going to show you steps to take that will walk you through that restoration process. He's not going to leave you an orphan. He's showing you what steps to take to get out of addiction, to get out of sin, to stop doing something. But one of the steps isn't sitting there and meditating on it and ruminating over it and talking about how bad you've been. Once you give it to God just put it out of your mind and move on when it comes back to your mind or when the enemy comes to you well you did this or you did the other nope I'm a new creature in Christ now you may have to repent again if you yield to that sin you understand because every day we just is a new day and you may have to you know I'm sorry Lord I flew off the handle again and you may need and I'm not sure I'm getting off on spouses, but you may have to go to your spouse and say, I'm sorry. I flew off the handle. I apologize. You know, and you know, this is a little uh, this will help you. Don't demand that they apologize to you. You just you just do your part. Do your part, go to your spouse I'm sorry, I missed it. I mean if you did miss it, you don't have to apologize. But if you did, I'm sorry, I apologize. Now you're gonna apologize to me. Well, how's that working out for you? I'm just saying. Let God deal with them, and you deal with your own. Yes. Right. Amen. Amen? He wants to complete in you. Now, in verse 9, see, this is what we pray for you. And this, I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. That You, may, you see, you've got to have discernment and love. It doesn't mean that you're a doormat. You do everything that they want you to do. You've got to have discernment, but you can be sweet. You, you know, you, you can be loving. You can be kind. And we're praying that you are getting a discernment or an understanding of that. Verse 10, that you may approve the things that are excellent. And what does that word approve mean? I'm glad you asked. To examine uh, whether a thing is genuine or not. So that you may approve or, or see whether, what's Genuine. Are you being genuine with your spouse? That you may be sincere and without offense until the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness. See, you are righteous, but there's fruit that's involved. There's something that comes along when you're growing your faith seeds in the right ground, you're going to start getting fruit from it. Amen? Now, I want you to... There's some scriptures that I want to go to here. Let's... Here we go. I'm I'm just going to read a few here. Psalm 138.8, the Lord will will perfect that which concerns me. Um, And that word perfect means to make complete, all right, uh, to furnish. Psalms 119.96, I have seen the consummation of all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. So the consummation of all perfection, God is, is, is performing in you everything you need, bringing you to perfection, bringing you to completeness, furnishing what he's put inside of you in his death, burial, and resurrection. Furnishing you. Uh, he's already given you all the peace you're ever going to get. He's already given you all the love you're ever going to get. Oh, really? He's a, see, you just got to draw it up by faith. He's already given you all the joy you're ever going to get. Why? Because these are all things that are inherent in the grace of God inside of you. And as you will start saying,
1: I'm full of joy and I've got the victory. I'm full of joy and I've got the victory. I'm full of joy and I've got the victory now. And you, and you just start saying
0: that throughout your day. You're going to start drawing it up. Amen. Amen with joy drawing from the wells of salvation isaiah 12 6 with joy drawing from the wells of what salvation salvation is inside of your spirit when you were saved you were healed you were blessed you were prospered you were given the ability to do everything you need to do in christ you are a new creature in christ If you're thinking about yesteryear and everything you couldn't do, then how can you move on in today, not even getting off in the future, but today, looking at today, what has God, and too many people, they have it all figured out, what God's got for me, what church I'm supposed to go to, what job I'm supposed to have, what vocation, but in Christ, it's a renewing the mind and developing the spirit on a daily basis. What does that mean? Just getting the word in you, focusing first on that. Yeah. Right. Let's get skilled in who we are in Christ and then let God give you direction on his plan and your purpose for your everyday life. Don't get ahead of yourself. Right. And some people come, oh, I want to be involved with helps ministry. I want to do this. I want to do that. And they kind of peter out because they get frustrated. And I just say, come on. Sit in that chair. Yeah. Just 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 keep hearing the word. Yes. Just yeah. keep meditating on the word. Start speaking the word. Right. And you know what strength will rise up in you yeah. and then start acting on that. Yes. yes. Start acting on that. Okay, I am gonna fill out that help application. <laughs> I'm gonna and, and you know we don't expect you to work in five different areas to start out with. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> look. If we are condemned if we are in fear because we've been involved before and we thought, well, they took advantage of me or what have you, just sit there and let your mind get renewed. And you're going to have to come to trust God. It's not about man and what man wants of you. It's about what the Holy Ghost is dealing with you about. But I will say, I will say this. We'll let you know of opportunities as a, as a pastor. You know, we'll let you know, hey, we've got some trash to change. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, at the house, you let the kids know when the, tra- the trash needs to change or, or when the dishes need to be washed. We'll let you know some things. You know, don't get worried. You don't have to sign on the dotted line. We're just asking, you know, to come and help with that, you know, whatever. We don't think badly about you. And as a new church, some people come from different backgrounds, and, and some are just like, I'm just ready to jump in now. Thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll use that. Thank you. That'd be great, uh, but but some have been burnt. Just sit there, just sit there. Don't try to take. It, don't try to do everything overnight. Let God work in you. Let him perform in you. And then as that strength comes, and then you start getting involved. And my friend, you'll look back, and and we've seen this at Spirit of Faith uh, Cedar Rapids. We see people, (laughs) especially those that came into some type of maybe a coordinator position or or leadership, and uh, frankly, they were just like deer in headlights. And I don't know how many times somebody called Teresa in tears, I don't think I can do this. And she's like, oh, I understand. I was there, too. I understand. <laughs> and they just worked with them. And, and now, sometimes some of them are coordinator of a couple different. I'm just saying, we just have to become skilled. Yes. Amen. But first, in the word of righteousness, who we are in Christ. Yeah. You see, what about what they say on the plane? And, you know, when that oxygen mask comes down, don't try to put it on the Bambino, the baby over here. Put it on yourself first. And when you've got that on yourself, then put it on the baby. Yeah. So if we're trying to help everybody else, but we're not helping ourselves, if we don't know who we are in Christ, right. now there comes a time and place where you're, you're going to need to start reaching out. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, don't wait to be super Christian. Hallelujah! <laughs> and jump out of bed before you can go get somebody saved. Yeah, I'm just saying, in, in Cedar Rapids, and it, it's coming here that we are going to ask everybody to go through a course where you know how to get somebody saved. Amen. Now, don't get afraid of that. No, we just, we're just going to share scriptures with yeah. you. And we might even, you know, give a, a similitude of, okay, uh, Teresa, you need to get saved today, and I'll get her saved in front of you so you know how to do it. <laughs> I'll receive it. Okay. Uh, how to get somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. Why? Because we all should be getting people saved, getting people filled what about if you come by somebody at Walmart? And I've given many different illustrations. What time is it? Are we doing okay? I've given many illustrations of the Lord just leading me strike up a conversation with them. Or usually it just starts, and I'll be honest with you, I don't talk a lot to people. Why? Because it's not about everything about me to that person. I'm wanting to draw some things out of them. Now, as a pastor, sometimes it is good that you're listening to me. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> because I, I have this theory about it, and I've learned this from my own pastor, that I've learned everything I'm going to learn. I need to learn more, so I'm going to shut up and listen to her. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Now, if she asks me something, if she, if she wants to know, but there are things that Pastor Nancy still may not know about me. Why? Because... I wait until she initiates it. Now, I'm not saying you can't talk, you know, or anything, because especially at this stage of time, we're getting to know people. Sometimes we'll take you out to lunch. We want to know your experience. We want to know how you met your husband. We want, but, but when you're reaching out at Walmart or whatever, it's about drawing that out of that person. It's about really, and, and there was one man that, I, I went into the walmart and he had one of those trauma dogs right and i, I just knew in my spirit he, he's a vet and and I'm not like a veterinarian but he's a vet <laughs> okay yeah trauma dog <laughs> anyway the, and i just knew god had god wanted something there i'm like okay lord i'm gonna pray about that because i just wasn't led to walk up to him and say something you know they don't generally like that too much and you gotta watch those dogs <laughs> those trauma dogs anyway moving right along so i was at the checkout and wasn't thinking about it much, and here that guy comes right behind me. I'm like, oh, okay, Lord. So I told the checkout person I'm going to pay for their groceries, and when he heard that, he's like, oh, no, this is way too much. I was like $70 or something. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not, you've done so much, and we thank you for your service, and and I said, sir, I'm a Christian. God just, you know, uh, let me to pay for your groceries. Would that be okay? He's like, thank you. And he, he just was almost start tearing up and, and he said, you don't understand. And then he started talking. And and he wanted to know who I was. And I, well, I'm, I'm a pastor. I don't tell everybody that. But if they want to know, I'll, I'll say something. And, and then, so we were walking out, and he was telling me about a ministry that he had, uh, ministering to other vets, and what a blessing, you know, that God has just brought them places. And it was during the the whole pandemic time, and neither one of us had a mask on. Um, others did. And he asked me right in the, the middle of the lobby of Walmart if he could take my hand and pray for me. I'm like, sure. No problem. No problem. So so he did. And he prayed for me. And that just blessed me. And I said, thank you. And I said, not too many people pray for me. Thank you for praying for me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But just reaching out, being led by the Spirit of God. So what are we coming back to? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you may not understand, getting up this morning, what God has for you today, his plan, his purpose for your life. But he knows and as you get more skilled in who you are in Christ, these things are going to be more clear and more clear and more clear, and things are going to stand out to you, just like maybe reaching out to a vet at Walmart. Yeah. And but, but when I, I be, I'm becoming skilled in my righteousness when I'm yielding yeah. to these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that when God deals with me, for instance, to give a tongue and interpretation while I'm preaching, right. then I yield to it. Yeah. I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. To, to step out in that. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. So anyway, let's read a few more scriptures. Philippians 2.13 Philippians 2.13 For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for what? His good pleasure. And that means to work effectively in you. Amen. Let's read a, more, a few more of those. Uh, Matthew 5.48 Now that would be, let's go back to that one, sorry, we'll go to Matthew, Uh, but that would be a good one to just say continually, to make it a part of your confession, it's God who works in me, both to will and to do of his good pleasure, and sometimes I'll just sit there and I'll say that over and over and over, especially if I don't want to do something, especially, and one thing that my spiritual father, who went on to be with the Lord, his name was Dr. Ed Dufresne, uh, a very dear person to us, wonderful man of God, knew him personally, just a person of love and the authority of God, just so strong. That was Pastor Nancy's husband. And, and he went on to heaven a few years back. But well, one thing he would say, don't ever get bored with the ministry. Don't ever get bored with the ministry. So sometimes we've got to stir ourselves up. Yeah, right. yes. And, you know, you may want to stay home and watch Highway to Heaven. I'm just saying. Have you all? Anybody watch that? A few of you? Well, anyway, move right along. You may. <laughs> what's that? It's on at seven. <laughs> well, it's on at seven a.m. So you can watch it before you come here. All right, we'll talk about that in a minute. But anyway, just kidding, just kidding. But there are times when I've just sat there. Thank you, Lord. You're working in me, both to will and to do, of your good pleasure. Thank you, Lord. You're working in me, both to will and to do, of your good pleasure. Now, understand something. The Holy Ghost is not going to come and pick you up and take you to church. Right. But, you know, I had a friend who would call me, and. I, wrote, I, I grew up in a family where they loved God, but we weren't faithful to church. We didn't have a pastor. So we would go on Christmas and Easter like all the other good Christians. And we would talk about God and stay up late, talking with my aunt and others about the things of God. And, and there were times I'd just cry out to God because I needed to know more. As a young person, I, I, I was only like 9, 10 years old, and I'm in my bed crying out to God at night, and I, I would get scriptures and write them out and, and, and try to... But I didn't understand about God, and I didn't understand that what was going on me in me was a call of God. Right. See, I needed to be in a local church. Right. Parents need to have their children into the local yeah. church, and in one that's teaching your redemptive rights and privileges. You know, not one that's teaching you that uh, God put cancer on you. No good father would put cancer on anybody. Why would God do that? You see, it's, it, uh, people are endeavoring to be loving, but they don't understand they're being stupid. Now, I'm sorry for saying that. Well, not really. But when you make statements like that, then people die of cancer because they accept it as God's will for their life. But God's will is that you are complete in his healing. God's will are that you complete in your prosperity, that you are complete in your redemptive rights and privileges. What do you need in this life? So if I'm up here telling you deception, then how are you going to be able to go forward into God's blessings? You see, and we love people and, I'm I'm not going around telling everybody they're stupid. You understand. I'm just saying that statement is ignorant. It's ignorance gone to seed. And and when people are hearing that, Mm -hmm. now maybe you've heard that, that doesn't mean you're, I didn't say, uh, did did you hear what I said? The statement's ignorant? Yes. Yes. And really people are ignorant or they don't have knowledge. You see, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not putting man down. I'm not trying to, Uh, get in a fight with anybody, uh, or put somebody down. I'm saying that we need the truth to counteract that. The truth counteracts ignorance. You see, we've all been ignorant in things, and there are still things in my life that I need to come out of ignorance in. How do I do that? By meditating on God's Word. And we, uh, it's just like somebody, they go, remember what James said, and you see yourself in a stream you see a figure there but if you walk off you're going to forget who you are and too many people they get excited because they come and they're like oh my goodness this this is wonderful you know I'm getting the word of God I'm growing and I understand things go on that's what we pray for you we agree with you because the enemy will try to come and take your car out and do different things hey but just keep coming back just keep coming back and, and just keep putting it back in his face And remind them who you are in Christ. Just keep coming. Just keep growing. Just keep finding out who you are in Christ. And then get an image in you who God made you in the beginning. Get an image. I've given this uh, illustration before. If you see a picture of Yellowstone. How many here ever been to Yellowstone? Yeah. Beautiful place. But if you see a picture of that. You don't have the full 360 until you go there. And when you go there, it's like, oh, my goodness, and you just look all around. You're getting a new revelation beyond what that picture shows you. Get an image of who you are in Christ. But, my friend, it's a lifetime for that to become complete in you because you're not seeing the full 360. But you just keep meditating, keep meditating, keep meditating on the Word of God and let it become revelation. Uh, It's called faith's understanding of the heart. Knowledge that becomes understanding, that becomes wisdom, because applied understanding is the wisdom of God. Those who hear and those who do will be what? They will be wise. Matthew 7:24. so we're going to wrap this up and let me read one more scripture to you in Colossians chapter 2 Colossians chapter 2 says for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and then verse 10 and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power So if he's the head of all principality and power, he's put in you the dominion and the authority to say no to principality and power. My friend, you don't have to go up in a plane in order to have uh, authority in the heavenlies. You have it living inside of you. And I know that sounds funny, but some people have been taught that. Go up onto the highest skyscraper, you're going to be close to God. You are not any closer to God in a skyscraper in a skyscraper, skyscraper than you are sitting in that chair because God lives inside of you. Why don't you stand up? I said God lives inside of you. And as you get an image of who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, and what you can do in Christ, become skilled. And don't look at Brother Andre and say, oh, if I could only be like him. (laughs) Become skilled. Embrace where you are right now, but every day grow more. more. Every day embrace who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, what you can do in Christ, Uh, but just keep on growing. Keep growing. Keep on growing this church will grow. It's inevitable. What goes up must come down. We put our faith up and it comes down with growth. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. I wasn't making a negative statement there. <laughs>
1: if
0: you throw a boomerang, it's going to come back around. We're speaking our faith. We're, we're reaching out. We're praying in the spirit. Our helps ministry and we know that you are I believe in you, that you're praying for this church. And if you're not, now you can start. Because I, I, there's no doubt about it, God is leading you to pray for this church. God is leading you to bring people. Oh, my goodness. And some people will not come to a church because they know that they need to get involved with helps ministry. They, need, they, they know that they need to start inviting people. And it's just easier for them to stay home and, and not have to deal with the guilt. But my friend, I would encourage you, come. Get the word inside of you. Continue to meditate on who you are in Christ to a point where it gets so big in you, you won't be able, we won't be able to keep you out of help's ministry. We, uh, we'll call you up and you'll be in prayer. Yeah, you don't have to be weird praying all day long. But, you know, we give thanks all day, don't we? Um, it will get so big inside of you that you'll just unconsciously start reaching out to people. Or I'm not talking about talking other people's head off. I'm talking about by the Spirit of God just saying, you can just say one word. Just say one word. You don't have to give them the dialogue. Just share. Sometimes I'll just pay for somebody's dinner and say, God bless you. Or I'll say, Jesus loves you. I, didn't stop. I don't stop. I don't ask them if they need to get saved. If God leads me, I will do that. There have been times in the airport where I, one lady needed something to charge her iPad. And she knew we were a church group and, and what have you. And I said, Teresa, here, this was my own personal charge uh, thing. And I said, here, uh, tell her she can use this. Just um, ask her if she could you know, give it back to me before we get on the flight that'll be fine. And she's like, your pastor let me use this? I mean, I didn't go there. And you know that opened the door to where they were able to share Jesus with her. I didn't have to do anything. So I'm just saying, we don't necessarily have to write a book or share a whole dialogue or give our whole testimony to somebody. But if we're just led, we'll become more skilled. I said, well, and sometimes it's just a matter of just like my friend called me up Every week, relentlessly, when I was in a good snooze, and she calls me up and says, you need to come to church, Deb. I'm like, next week. Okay, I'll call you next week then. I'm like, next week, next month, next year. But because she didn't give up on me and just kept, she knew... I needed to be there. And I told her I wanted to come. You understand? I know you've got people that are telling you, hey, I want to come to church. Hey, I want to be faithful. Hey, I want to do that. I've got family telling me the same thing. God put it to me this way. God has put an opportunity in front of them. Whether they take it or not, it's not up to me. I'm giving them the opportunity. God is giving them the opportunity. I'm not putting anybody down. You know, I continue to be led by the Spirit. The other day I was led by the Spirit to call a family member, and I called them up, and they were in the hospital and taking their daughter into surgery immediately, and her daughter could have lost her baby. And I said, there's a reason why God had me call you. Now let's take authority. I knew that if God had me call, that I had some type of authority in that situation that I wouldn't always have. So many times we just try to take on everything we got to be led by the spirit so I told her if God had me call you I'm going to speak to that situation and you in, are you in agreement with me yep I'm in agreement she came out of that the baby's fine they basically told her it was a slim chance so um, and, and I was talking uh, to that family member actually two days ago and, and they said you know my daughter told her fiance, you know, so-and-so called and, and it, how it touched her during that. Well, of course it did. <laughs> of course it did. See, it's being led by the Spirit of God. I, I had other things to do. I was driving along and I, I had plenty to do, but it just kept coming up, call her, call her, call her. And there was a reason God had me call her. And I didn't, you know, I didn't like, okay, I'll call you back in three days when I have built my authority up. See, I have to know who I am in Christ yes. at any opportune time. Yes. Well, praise the Lord. That's that was good. all. Was that good? So good. Thank Why don't you lift your hands? Let's, let's just close our eyes. And uh, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the word of God that, that gives us revelation of who we are in you. What we have in you in redemption. What we can do. And Father, we're growing We lay down condemnation and we take up mercy, your blood that has cleansed us. And we say that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You who has done a good work in us, you're faithful to complete it. You're working in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Father, every person in this room, may they have a revelation of the love of God for them. The love of God from these pastors to them, the love of God from this congregation to them. May they have a revelation of this family and how much we love them. And Lord, we could miss it, but we thank you that we just get back up. We get back up and we become skilled in who we are in Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As your heads are bowed, has God been dealing with you about anything? Any changes to make? Oh, there you go, Pastor Debbie. I know you're going to get on that. No, no, no. Nobody's looking. Has God been dealing with you? I'm just going to give you an opportunity to say, Father, I lay down what I think in this area and I allow you to work in me. That's all I'm saying. I See, I'm just giving you an opportunity to use your faith. Lay down the hardness. Lay down what you think you can't do and say, Father, I give it to you and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is there anyone in here that just says, Pastor Debbie, I lay it down by faith and I say, now I'll let God work in me. Anybody in here? There you go. Seventy-five percent of the people. Amen. And I even have my hands up. I'll hold my feet up if I need to. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I think I got a song. I thank you, Lord, for
1: everything you do in me. I thank you, Lord, you have set me free. I thank you, Lord, that you are living every day, thriving in me. And I step out by faith. I step out by faith. I step out by faith. faith. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me.
0: Well, praise the Lord. That's called Psalms, Hymns, and Spiritual songs Uh Reverend Andre and Miss Maya are gonna be up here. If there's anybody that needs prayer for anything or well, you'd like them to agree with you. Or possibly even to lay hands on you if there's if there's something that, that you need from the Lord, then uh, feel free to come up at the end of the service. We'll hold some snacks. We have some snacks back there for you. But if you need anything, go ahead and, and go ahead and come up and, and they'll pray with you. We want to make ourselves available to you. Amen.